Hey, I'm Sean. And I'm Sarah. And we're the Stevensons. I'm a pastor to kids. And I'm hiding in my hotel room from all the extroverts and glitter. And this is the Kidman Creatives Podcast. Hey, Kidman Creatives. We are definitely going to have a lot of fun on today's episode talking about all things conferences. Whether you've been to a ministry conference before or this is your first time even thinking about the possibility of going, we want to share some tips for choosing and getting the most out of ministry conferences. So, Sean, what is your favorite memory from a ministry conference? Go. Well, as I sip a warm beverage from my children's pastor's conference two-day We Are One mug. (laughs) (laughs) That was a while ago we went to that conference. But one of my favorite conference memories, it has to be having all the awesome people that you get to meet at a conference. You know, over the years that I've been to different children's ministry conferences and just general pastoral conferences, I've gotten to meet a lot of amazing people who work so hard in their churches. They're facing some of the same issues that I've faced before. Some of them are facing issues I've never had. And some of them are just making it and things are going along. And it's awesome to hear their ideas and the ways that they do children's ministry And in a strange way, there's this camaraderie that comes from meeting other people who do the same kind of ministry as you. Like you understand one another in a way that (laughs) other people just don't get it. Kindred spirits. Yes. So what about you, Sarah? What are some of your favorite memories? Well, now that you've stolen mine, which was meeting up with friends from other parts of the country and making new ones, I do joke a lot about being introverted, which we'll talk about later. But I really do love seeing all of our friends from around the country and also I just really love how conferences are a chance to take kind of this step back kind of a deep breath and worship with other Kidman leaders connect with them but sort of refocus on children's ministry I love how we get to have conversations with other people about what they're doing and and we go together so we get a chance to talk to each other about it as well so it's just kind of a refreshing reset. So for you listeners, today we're going to talk about a bunch of different things that you may need to know to get the most out of conferences. Everything from pricing and talking to vendors, self-care, picking sessions, how to network, all those different good things. But first, I think it's helpful to think about why go to a conference. Yeah, I think there is a good question here. Why go to a children's ministry conference? You know, if you have never been to one, you may be asking the question, is it actually worth the money? Is it valuable? Am I going to actually be able to walk away with things I can do tomorrow in my children's ministry? Will it add practical value to what I'm doing? And we think it's a really great idea to take that break from the week-to-week children's ministry that we all do and spend time being inspired and encouraged by others who understand what you do. Mm. I think this is a key piece of conferences that is so important. There's something about being in the same room with people who get it who understand what it means to be thrown up on by a preschooler, (laughs) who know what it's like to clean glitter out of carpet. You just understand each other in a different sort of way Mm. that other ministry people just don't do. There's just something about being in a room with a lot of other people who get it. 
And they've got those same struggles. They've had to troubleshoot the same issues. They've been serving kids in the name of Jesus. Yeah, I think one of the amazing things about conferences, especially ones that are focused on a specific children's ministry area or things like that, is that you get to be surrounded by like-minded people who not only are doing the same kind of work, but are about the same things. They have the same mission and goals. So it's just a really kind of special experience to come together with all of them. Well, and children's ministry conferences also allow you to grow professionally as a children's pastor. They give you the opportunity to learn things maybe you never knew. You might be able to really dive deep on something that you're just wanting information from but don't know how to access. Hmm. You might grow in a specific area. It's a great way to grow professionally and gain some skills tips, tools, tricks that will help you in your work. Like for instance, I remember the year that I realized I need to learn more about kids with special needs Mm. and how to serve them and their families better because it was really an area that I just had not read a lot about. I hadn't done a lot of ministry in that area yet. And so that conference year, I decided I'm going to look at this conference I'm going to, and I'm going to attend every workshop that I can around kids with special needs. Mm. And it really helped me to learn a lot and bring back new ways to pastor to my church. And sometimes, sometimes you're just at that place of feeling a little burnt out, You're feeling like I need a refresh Mm -hmm. and getting away to something like a children's ministry conference away from that daily work and being in a place where you can listen to the spirits leading in your life. I have found children's ministry conferences to be a place of spiritual renewal like that. Sometimes I didn't even know that I needed to be there. But once I was given that pause with God, afterwards, I knew it was exactly, exactly what I needed. So clearly there are a lot of good reasons to attend a conference, but I would say choosing one can be a little bit more of a challenge because there are so many options. There are, even in the United States, several different major children's ministry, large children's ministry conferences. We haven't been to all of them, as a side note for those of you listening, and we are not affiliated nor officially endorsing any of them, but we have been to several, um, and we have always left feeling like we have lots of creative ideas and we're encouraged in our ministry to keep going, to be creative, so we definitely recommend attending. A little bit about conference structure So depending on the size of conference, some are pretty large, thousands of attendees, lots of different offerings, lots of, some of them have tracks that you can participate in. And then some are smaller conferences centered around maybe a specific discussion, or they have discussion time built into the schedule. Larger conferences often are structured around a bunch of main sessions with kind of main stage speakers, and then there's breakout sessions to go to get into the more topical training things related to children's and family ministry. So there's different kinds of ones out there to take a look at. So yeah, here's a few different ones that we know of. I always see people asking online, what children's ministry conferences are out there? So we're going to name a few that you can go and do some research online, read about them, see what you think of them. And so a few different conferences that are out there are ones like Children's Pastors Conference, or also known usually as CPC. There's also the Orange Conference. There's D6, which is more focused on family ministry and intergenerational ministry. There's the Northwest Ministry Conference, which is in the Pacific Northwest. 
There's Kidman Megacon. There's Children's Spirituality Summit. The Bible Creative Conference, which is a fully online conference. There's the Children's Ministry Expo, the Child Discipleship Forum, and also there are a lot of denominational conferences. So Mm -hmm. if you're part of a denomination, you might want to check with your denominational leaders and see, is there a children's ministry conference specific to our denomination? For example, I know the Assemblies of God has one, the Nazarene Wesleyan churches have some, there's some Baptist ones that are out there. So check with your denominational leaders, see, hey, do we have a conference that's around children's ministry? Or a conference for pastors and leaders that has a children's Mm. ministry track in it. Yeah, that's really good. So when choosing a conference to attend, there's a few different things to consider. The first is your budget. So conferences range in their pricing. And so the registration fees can be anywhere from $50 to $400. So that's something to take a look at. The other thing is to think about if you travel or you have to travel to this location or stay in a hotel, rent a car, all of that can add up quickly. So you'll want to factor that into your considerations when you're thinking about a budget or if you're proposing to your boss that you want to go to one of these conferences. Those are all things to include in that. One thing you can do is ask your lead pastor or church board, or if you're starting a job at a church, you could ask, is there money set aside for professional development? Or can I set aside money for this? Or can I take my volunteer team to things? You want to make sure that's part of your conversation at some point with your leaders in your church. The church may be able to cover part of the cost or even the whole cost. You don't know until you ask. And along with budget, the other thing I would say when choosing a conference is look at your needs. Why are you wanting to attend a children's ministry conference? Is there a specific topic that you want to learn about? Mm. Do you need more of that spiritual renewal, just like kind of a getaway to spend time with God dreaming about the future of your children's ministry? Are you wanting to think more about the big picture of children's ministry, kind of more away from the practical level and at a a theological level? What exactly is it that you are looking for? And, you know, you might not even know exactly what you (laughs) are looking for, which is totally okay. There are some conferences that are more general across the board that really allow you to go and just experience a conference for the first time, see what it's like, and then after that, kind of dive deep on, okay, here's what I know I want now. Also, again, think denominationally if you are part of a denomination. Many denominations put on children's ministry conferences or have a children's ministry track, like I said, as part of a pastoral or leadership conference. And these are especially good if you want to network within your own denomination or similar churches and get to know others, the heart of your church's stream of Christianity, or if you're curious about your denomination's approach on any certain sort of theological area, that might be a reason to choose a denominational conference. There are also, like we said, smaller conferences that might be meeting in your area, which are a lot cheaper to attend than some of the very large ones. And you might just do an online search for conferences in your area to see what is out there and available. Also, make sure to note that conferences might have a certain set of theological beliefs that may or may not line up with your church. So look into who puts on that particular conference you're looking at attending. Read through their statement of faith if you need to. Many larger non-denominational conferences often really seek to be more general and often have their speakers and presenters sign (laughs) agreements that they will not get into, like the theological weeds of certain topics. 
So here's a few other things to consider when you're planning to attend a conference. Okay, so the fun topic that I just talked about earlier is money. So there are a few things you want to think about in regards to your budget. Not only like the getting there budget, but also the while you're there budget. Yeah, so the first topic under money that I would think about when you're going to attend a conference is look at your children's ministry budget. We'll talk a lot more about vendors at children's ministry conferences in a few minutes, but for now you should know that often vendors will have some of their best deals available at children's ministry conferences. So it's really wise to come into a conference knowing what your children's ministry budget back at the church looks like and whether you can spend some money on a certain item or not. I often plan ahead if I know I'm going to be making a VBS purchase or a curriculum purchase coming up. I set aside money from my church budget so I can purchase it at the conference, often at a big discount. And sometimes vendors will also have coupons available at their booths. So you can use those within a short window after the conference if you need to talk to a church board or get approval for a larger purchase. And talk to the vendors when you meet them. Find out if they can work with you on this. Sometimes they can't, so make sure to be respectful of them. But sometimes they can work out a deal with you to say, hey, if you go talk to your church board, send me an email, we'll work with you. People are willing to do that sort of thing. Conferences also often sell digital recordings for really cheap during the conference or offer deals for the next year's conference on site. So if you're there at the conference and thinking, wow, I wish my whole volunteer team was able to hear this session that I was just in because I think it would really encourage them, you might look at buying those digital recordings at the conference because it's probably going to be the cheapest price that it will ever be at the conference. So consider saving some budget money for those purchases as well. So when you're heading to a conference, food can add up super quickly because you really have to eat out most of the time. So if your money is tight for going to this conference and you don't want to spend a lot on food, definitely think about what options you have. So some conferences bring in food trucks that offer special deals to conference attendees, or they may have on-site dining at the conference center. Some conferences also include their meals as part of the price, so you'll want to look at that on the conference website before you sign up or as you're signing up. If you have a vehicle at the conference or you can walk to nearby restaurants, sometimes you can find cheaper options nearby that aren't the, the conference hotel options. So look up that conference address and then look around to see what restaurants are available in the area. And then you can sort of plan out maybe where you want to go. If you're taking a team, especially this can be helpful. If you have a big team, you may want to book some of those reservations ahead of time so that you all can be sure to get in in a timely manner because conferences are very scheduled. You may have a tight time budget for when you can go. If you're driving and the hotel offers a mini fridge, you could think about bringing some food of your own even to bring for your hotel room or snacks. We often just bring simple snacks, peanut butter and jelly, that kind of thing. We often bring granola bars, string cheese, trail mix. All these are great uh, power-packed snacks that you can keep at a cooler or just have. Yeah, you might also want to think about bringing things like ways to make coffee in a hotel room. Oh, yes, coffee. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Sometimes if there is coffee available at a conference, the, the line is so long. So long. You have to plan ahead. You can't be those late late sleepers like so, some for people instance, I know. <laughs> if we, what? If we can drive to a conference, 
we're going to bring our Keurig or we're going to bring a French press with us to make coffee in the hotel room because sometimes you just don't have time to get into that coffee line that might take you 45 minutes. That is a real story. It's happened to us where we were the early morning general session was about to begin at this conference and we both really wanted coffee. And so I stood in the line for 45 minutes while Sarah went and got some seats inside the room and I finally was able to join her after most of the worship music was over but <laughs> it is definitely we worth were, it we to were think caffeinated about it. so yes, it was we a had good our day. coffee <laughs> so okay you've got your budget th- thoughts squared away you're kind of thinking about planning for this trip to go to this children's ministry conference but let's think about the practical things at the conference yes so here are just some general tips for conference survival. (laughs) These are things that you don't necessarily think of ahead of time, but when you get there, you're like, man, I wish I had brought X, Y, or Z. The first is bring a backpack or a drawstring bag that you can easily carry around during the day. Shoulder bags get uncomfortable. You want something that can go on both shoulders. Chances are you're not going to always want to go back to your hotel room or your car during the day because the day is going to be very busy. You have a lot of breakout sessions, general sessions to attend. You want to have kind of this day pack to just carry around. In that, I'd include a snack pack or two, your Bible, definitely your Bible, a notebook, pen, and sticky notes. They're always helpful to have on hand. Yes, because I always forget to bring something that I can just write down my email (laughs) address or have someone else write down their email address or something to be able to connect with other children's pastors that I want to connect with later. Or if there's something that I just want to write down really quick to remember and stick in my Bible or my notebook, you know, having that little sticky pad, it works wonders. The other thing I would say, number two to bring, is wear good shoes. Chances are you're going to be doing a lot of walking back and forth during the conference. And sometimes you're going to be booking it from one end of a very long conference center all the way to the other. So wear good shoes because you are about to get a lot of steps in. (laughs) Yes. And along with that, wear layers. That's number three. Wear those layers. And the reason why we say that is learn from us. (laughs) So one year we were attending a conference in Orlando, Florida in winter. And we were like, cool. All we know about Florida is that it's warm. So we're going to (laughs) plan. We have never been there yet. Plan for the warmth. Well, it was super cold and we were not prepared. Definitely bring sweatshirts. Look at the weather ahead of time. (laughs) Unlike us. And prepare accordingly. Sometimes conference rooms can get really stuffy. If they have a lot of people in them, they can get warm. So if you have a cardigan or something you can take off, that's always helpful. The other thing I will note with that is wear clothes with pockets. (laughs) It makes life a lot easier. Um, But yeah, you never know if it's going to be like an AC blast winter frost in the rooms that you're in or if it's going to be stifling heat and you need a personal fan (laughs) so you want to be prepared for every circumstance with layers the other thing number four like we mentioned a moment ago the coffee lines will most likely be long, but also the bathroom lines. Oh, my word, yes. <laughs> be prepared to wait in line for bathrooms, coffee, or if there's things like a food service of some kind, it could take a while for you to get to those things. So just plan that extra little bit of time for getting in those lines so that way you can be prepared for waiting a little bit longer than you might have thought. You know, if you can go use the restroom on an off time, go for 
it. You might need to get up just a little earlier to go get that coffee if you didn't bring a Keurig with you or a French <laughs> press. And sometimes, those, like we said, those coffee locations at conferences can get really overwhelmed with the amount of people attending. Yeah. So also bring a water bottle with you. Having that water bottle with you is so helpful for when you're just kind of thirsty or you're waiting in line and you're thinking, oh, it's so warm or it's cold or whatever it is. Bring a water bottle with you. Yep. Number five, carry your phone charger around. Like we said earlier, most of you won't likely go back to your car or your room very often. So I would definitely say bring your phone charger with you during the day. If you have a down moment, you can find a place. You'll often find me sitting on the floor in a hallway because I found a plug there. But I definitely would say have that available to recharge your phone, especially for people like me who like to take notes on your phone. Your phone battery is going to die pretty quickly. You want to be able to plug in and recharge throughout the day. So like we said, conferences are generally structured around general sessions, breakouts, and usually resource or vendor booths of some kind. Those main sessions, conferences generally have keynote speakers and sessions that are more focused on spiritual renewal than the latest tips and ideas for children's ministry. And when attending those sorts of sessions, I recommend come with your Bible and a way to take notes, whether on your phone like Sarah or old school <laughs> like me in a notebook of some kind. I have a small bound notebook that I usually bring to conferences that's just for conferences and I take all my notes in there. Well, like I said, Sarah likes to use her notebook taking app on her phone to take down her notes but going to those main sessions with a posture of prayer Mm. and what I mean by this is just set aside all the busy thoughts from the day maybe even put your phone on airplane mode and just enjoy spending time with God and fellowshipping with other children's ministry pastors and leaders during the worship and song and word and those general sessions I have found them to be a time when I can just sit back and really spend time just working on my own heart and my own life and asking God, God, what are you speaking to me through this conference? Yeah, well, like I said earlier, I think one of the best things about these conferences is that often they are structured to give children, especially children's ministry conferences, they are designed to give us a breath because so many of us aren't able to attend a a worship service for adults very often. And so it's just a nice time to do that. One of my favorite memories from a conference was one where we had this prayer experience at the beginning of the conference before anything else started. And it was just this really meaningful time to like catch my breath and be like, okay, this is why I'm here. This is, you know, what what do you want me to know, God? Where do you want to take me through this this time that we've set aside together? So it can be really powerful. So the other part of conferences is breakout sessions. These are what I call the fire hose part of the conference. (laughs) So much info. (laughs) Yes, so much information is going to be coming at you so quickly during these workshops because usually they're usually between like 45 minutes to maybe an hour and a half at the very most. So there's a lot of information. You want to prepare yourself with this very, very important tip (laughs) even you might even repeat after me after i say this i will not remember everything in this session and it's okay and i cannot do all the things (laughs) that they are telling me to do in this session 
But you know what? You can learn at least one thing. Yes. You can probably change or do or start one thing based on the workshops that you choose. Yeah, so the great thing about these conferences is most of the time you get a list of the workshops ahead of time. So I always say take the time to look at the list of offerings and and really see what interests you. Like I like to look through that list, take some notes and circle the ones that sound interesting. And then if I have to choose between some, I might look up the speakers and say like, who are they? What's their background? You know, you can see like maybe you want to focus on a specific topic like Sean did, has done before. I always like to go to the ones about hospitality or welcoming people or helping families. So I tend to try to pick ones that are about certain topics. But really, you know, you have the chance to think about it ahead of time, typically. The other great thing is a lot of conferences now have apps where you can keep track of your schedule of breakouts and register for the breakouts. So definitely use the app if the conference offers one. They have lots of other ways to connect with people on the apps typically, but the greatest thing to me is the scheduling feature where you can keep track of all the all the different breakouts you've done. And you know, if you're going with a team of people from your church or even just a couple other people from your church, divide and conquer the breakouts. If there are a few different workshops that all sound really interesting or relevant to your context, send someone from your group to each one and then talk about it later, what you discovered during the workshops. This really allows each one of you to get more out of the sessions and then be able to discuss afterwards. Sarah and I always love to divide and conquer and then we come together afterwards and say, okay, what did you learn in your session? What notes did you take? What really stood out to you? And just ask each other a few questions about it so we can kind of bounce those ideas off each other and hear what we learned in those workshops. It allows you to almost triple or quadruple the value of what you are paying into the conference. Yeah, the other thing you can do is if you have friends at the conference, you can say, hey, let's all go out to dinner and talk about what we've been learning or hearing or You know, there's lots of different opportunities to connect with people and share what you've been learning or what God's been saying to you. So the other thing we've mentioned many times now is taking notes. And (laughs) so definitely come ready, ready to take notes. Now, a lot of speakers will often hand out handouts and that kind of thing. So again, that bag is super helpful. But the other thing is sometimes they have more information to share than there really is time for in the session. So you want to be ready to type it up. A lot of times the speaker will have slides available that that is shared in a way that you can get to them afterwards, like a link to get to them. So you don't necessarily need to write everything down, but definitely take down notes for things that stand out to you or something that maybe you're like, ooh, that would be a good idea to apply in my situation. Those are just some, some ideas about notes. I like to think of it in terms of like, if I were to repeat what they're saying in a tweet how would i capture this <laughs> and then i write down i know that's super like millennial love me <laughs> but i like to think about how i would summarize and i just write down a quick sentence in my note-taking app about what i've learned the other thing when you attend a workshop is bring your questions 
you know, ahead of time, if you're looking at those workshops, you know what the topic's going to be, you know it's relevant to you, write down some questions that you have. Many speakers often allow time for questions at the end of the workshop, so bring your questions. I've been in workshops where the speaker has planned like 15 minutes of time for questions and no one has asked a question. And then I've been in other ones where people ask tons of questions and there's not enough time to get to all of them. So ask your questions. But ask them only if they're general and could apply to a lot of people in the room. Save your really specific situation questions for the speaker after the session. A lot of times speakers, if they're available, will stay afterwards to answer some questions just in the room. So save those super specific situation questions for then because your situation, if it's not very general and you don't think it really applies to a lot of people, it might take up some time from other questions that are super helpful to a lot more people. So just be respectful of that workshop and the workshop presenter and the people attending. Yes. The other thing is, if they offer a question and answer time, do not monopolize the moment by telling a very long, meandering story question. (laughs) And I say telling, not asking, because... A lot of times there is a person who will ask a very long, long question and it's a very long story and it's usually more about the person wanting to share their opinion about the topic rather than actually ask a question. If you are a person who feels that you need to talk about something specific with that speaker, save it for after the session Ask short, quick questions that will allow the speaker to be able to get to quite a few of them because there's a lot of people in the room usually and a lot of people want to be able to ask their questions. So don't monopolize the time. You know, the other thing about workshops is you may arrive in a workshop and maybe like 10 minutes in you're realizing, oh, this is not quite what I was looking for. But you know what? That is okay. Learn what you can. Be respectful and be kind and courteous to the speaker who has spent a lot of time usually preparing for speaking that day. Also, a note about self-care I think is super important because most conferences have, again, so much information. And we know from psychology that people can only process a certain amount before their brains no longer put anything into (laughs) long-term memory. So it's okay to say, you know what? I'm going to take this next hour for a nap or I'm going to go process this with my spouse or my team or whoever, you know, it's okay to skip a workshop time. You don't want to skip all of them because we do want to be good stewards of the church's resources if they're sending you to the conference, but it's okay if you miss one, if you need time to decompress, process what you're learning, especially in an environment like a conference. Take the time you need to think it through because that's what's important is thinking about what you've learned and how you can implement it in your ministry. So give yourself permission, remove that guilt, give yourself permission to drink your coffee, look through your notes, and talk to God about where the Spirit might be leading your children's ministry. So the third kind of area is resource providers and vendors. This is always a huge highlight of a lot of conferences. A lot of them have these resource areas in a huge room that's available. So Sarah, tell us a little bit about resource providers and vendors. Yeah, so most conferences provide you with the opportunity to connect with a wide variety of what we call ministry resource providers or partners. In children's ministry conferences, this is all kinds of people. (laughs) Tons of people. You'll find creators, musicians, 
musicians, artists, publishers, curriculum providers, craft vendors, ministry furniture providers, church technology, child safety systems, missions organizations, kids clubs. There are so many different groups that come to share with you what they offer. These are a great way to find out about new resources you may not have heard of and purchase things like we mentioned earlier. For example, we often come away from the conference purchasing VBS curriculum because it is almost always a really good deal if you're going to buy that whole kit. Vendors usually have some kind of special rate for visitors. We also really love to buy books at conferences. <laughs> we have a problem. Too so, many books. Um, so we typically go visit the publishers and look at all the little children's books that have come out that year and we usually buy some and they're usually some kind of a deal because it's a conference. So what we recommend is if you've never experienced a vendor area before at a conference, <laughs> don't get overwhelmed. The vendor area is usually open long hours at the conferences. You have lots of time to go explore and talk to people. There's usually a list of the vendors somewhere or information about how they're set up in the room. Take stock of it and kind of scope out travel around, look around, scope out who you might want to talk to, what you might want to look at, and then go back and visit the booths of interest. You don't have to go to all of them. I definitely don't usually go to all of them. I kind of target certain ones that look interesting. And you don't have to do it all in one day. So like we said, most of the time they're open for multiple days. Don't need to worry about getting them all at once. Yeah, and don't stress too much about a vendor running out of a certain product. Mm. You know, especially I've been at conferences where on day three, someone else I've met said, hey, did you see this thing? It was so cool. It was at this booth. And I'm like, oh, I want that. And I go and they don't have it anymore. With online ordering now, many vendors, if they run out of an item, will give you a deal or a coupon code for later. So definitely don't panic if they run out of a certain item at a booth, especially some of these retailers and curriculum providers and publishers. They are probably going to have more stock online and they will give you those deals and coupon codes. They usually plan for that. Okay, so the other thing about these vendor booth areas is these people are sales and marketing people, and they're there to tell you about their products. So do not be afraid to ask them questions about it. Go and talk to them. If you are curious about a curriculum that you've been thinking, oh, do I want to switch to that curriculum or this one? This is a perfect time to go sit down with one of those sales and marketing people and ask them all your questions and say, hey, can you show me a sample of this? Can you tell me what the scope and sequence is? Can you tell me about how this works? And they are are always super nice people. They've got a lot of answers for you. They're going to help you out. The other thing is a lot of these booths will have email lists. And I always sign up for the emails because often providers at these are running prize contests. I use my church email. I sign it up with that. So if you're thinking, oh, I don't want a bunch of spam in my inbox, have an email like that, your church email that you can use to sign up for these things. And you can always unsubscribe later if you feel like, wow, that's too many emails for me. But sign up for these email lists because often they are running a contest of some kind. We often walk away (laughs) with so much free stuff. We can't even carry it all. The other thing too, and I will say this, especially someone someone like me who feels guilty if I don't buy something from a booth. If you ghost them. Yeah, I need Sarah's help to say no. But if... Don't feel pressured to buy something. You are the steward of the resources in your church. You're representing that 
church budget. So it's important to think through what resources make sense for your ministry. And if you aren't really sure about something, that's okay. Take some time, think about it. Maybe ask some other people that you've met at the conference or people you came with say, hey, have you heard of this resource? What do you think of it? Do you think it's a worthwhile investment? And just talk it out and maybe visit it again tomorrow. You know, however, if you do see something or know ahead of time you want to get something, go for it. Like Sarah said, we love to buy books for our nursery and preschool area, usually at these conferences. So we always kind of scope out the publisher booths and we usually walk away with a little bit of a stack. Yes, which brings me to the last point of this very long, <laughs> long list of things to very know. Very important last point, this though. This is, again, learn from us. This is a free tip. Bring empty bags like suitcases like a suitcase at least for you so we learned the hard way the first year we went to a conference we walked away with a huge stack of things and we were like we flew here how are we gonna get this we did not have enough room because we brought like two duffel bags yeah yeah we're thinking wait we need like another suitcase we need in order to, carry to get on. this all home. We need like a check bag for this stuff. <laughs> so we went to the local Target and scoped out the bag we situation. We found a suitcase on sale and we bought it and we thought, well, okay, it's this will just get our resources and now this is forever our resource suitcase (laughs) (laughs) yes so bring some kind of an empty bag if you have time you know when you get back to your room you can go through your freebies and decide what you want to keep and what maybe you don't want to keep but a lot of times you don't have time for that you just want to like savor the stuff later and look through it all when you get back home so throw it on a duffel bag and take (laughs) it home and you'll look at it later that's my that's our philosophy anyways so after you come home from the conference I'm going to tell you this right now. You are going to be so excited when you get home from a conference. You have heard a million exciting new ideas. You want to implement all of them tomorrow in your children's ministry. You might want to tell everyone else about what you're doing and what you discovered and what you learned and all the things that happened. And you are going to be so, so excited because that conference meant a lot to you. However, remember this. The people back at your church were not at the conference. They have not been through the same exciting experience that you have, and that is okay. They might not respond to you with the exuberance that you have over that brand new ministry idea that you're putting into place or want to put into place. So our suggestion is to think about one thing that you would implement. What's that one thing you can change or do or start based on what you've learned at a conference? So in Sean's example earlier, he had spent the conference, one of the conferences we've been to, kind of learning about special needs ministries and just how to care for families in your church in that way. And so that was something that we took home and we were like, all right, we're going to work on this this year. So focus on something that you can implement and make a plan for in the next year or two. And maybe set up a time to meet with your team of volunteers to talk through that thing or to create a vision or a plan for the year, you know, whatever your structure looks like at your church, you know, pull all those people together to talk through what you've learned. You know, and schedule a time, maybe a week or two after your excitement has gone down just a tiny bit (laughs) to talk to your lead pastor or your church board and just share, hey, here are the things that I learned. Tell them ahead of time, hey, I want to talk to you for like 30 minutes to maybe 60 minutes about 
my conference. I want to give a report back to you about the things that I took away from it. Go into that meeting prepared. Bring your notes, put together maybe a little bit of a document that just has your key highlights from the conference, things that you learned, th ways that you grew, and let them know that you want to meet with them you know, over that little bit of time. That way you do a couple of things. You're able to share a little bit of your heart with your lead pastor or your church board and share with them, here's something exciting that I took away from this experience. The second thing you're doing is you are giving a report back that this was a valuable investment mm. in your professional development and in the church as a whole. And because you were able to go to this conference, you've come back with a renewed vision, maybe a spiritual renewal. You've come back with some new ideas or a way to troubleshoot a problem that you've had that you're just not sure about. And this will help you so much in looking at the next year or maybe even every other year you go to a conference. And you can say, hey, that was a really helpful experience for me. I would love to do that again. And like Sarah said, get your core volunteer team together. Talk to them about the things you've learned. Kind of pitch ideas to them and say, hey, let's talk about these things and let's see what you all think about this. And so that is a great way to kind of summarize what you took from that conference and be able to really distill it down into that one or two things that you can do after the conference is over. So this has been the fire hose, <laughs> the fire hose about the fire hose of conferences. But I really hope you have the opportunity to go to a children's ministry conference at some point in your ministry career. It's an amazing experience that you will not forget. For example, I will not forget that somehow at a lot of children's ministry conferences, I always end up being the this guy. volunteer who ends up being volunteered for the crazy activity in the workshop or I'm up on stage <laughs> suddenly with an inflatable guitar and I don't know battle. how I got there. Like it always happens to me and don't worry introverts, this may not happen to you, you but I can't no. make promises. <laughs> but <laughs> sometimes you win prizes though for making a fool of yourself, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> it's accurate. I have walked home with a lot of prizes for our church because I was willing to play air guitar or I was willing <laughs> to be the example of what not to do in a kid's church setting or any of those sorts of things. <laughs> so always be ready for anything when it comes to a children's ministry conference, but be ready especially for God to work in your life. Yes. Because I think at the end of the day, that's what these conferences are for. It's a place where God can be creative through the people that he has gifted with his creativity to give you ideas to go back to your church and really do what you're doing at the next level up and say, hey, we are taking our children's ministry to a new height. Here we go. Let's go. So maybe we'll see you at a conference sometime. If you ever see us at one, say hi to us. We'd love to chat with you. And until next time, we'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Bye. If you like what you've been hearing, leave us a review on your favorite podcast streaming platform. You can also find us on Instagram for set photos and more ideas at The Kidman Creatives. You can also visit us online at thekidmancreatives.com, where you'll find all of our past episodes as well as resources and freebies you can use in your Kidman today. The Kidman Creatives is a podcast hosted by Sean and Sarah Stevenson. Scripture quotations are taken from the Holy Bible, New Living Translation, copyright 1996-2004-2015 by Tyndale House Foundation. Used by permission of Tyndale House Publishers, Inc., Carroll Stream, Illinois, 60188. All rights reserved. 
Until next time, bye everybody.